The Radio Fam Podcast. TheRadioFam.com. Hey, Radio Fam. We have made it to Season 3, Episode 7. Um, this episode is another one that's going to be from the Breaking the Ceiling series that we had done last February. So this episode is not hosted by me. It'll be hosted by Jay Bell. It is featuring Tradia. Um, I like that they go over specifically like some mental health stuff. You know, I know a lot of people usually want to, um, you know, when I've done polls in the past, that's kind of one of the things that comes up is people wanting that as more of a reason. So while we're still getting that, you know, those kind of things together, I think it's also helpful to have people transparently talk about their stories and stuff. And, you know, um, within within, uh, Tradia's journey, she had lost her job during the pandemic and you know it's it's um i think helpful for her to be like vulnerable and share her story and um yeah i think it's really relatable to a lot of people like she yeah definitely brings up some good points that i'm just like yep a lot of radio people can relate to that uh she's also somebody that understands social media you know um you know like really that just taking that next step to connect with your audience and all that and She's been able to grow her YouTube by doing so, you know, and just being bold and reaching out to people, you know, for interviews and, and stuff like that. So I love her perspective on social media as well. And as usual, and everybody's got a fun, unique radio story. So that's always my favorite part about this. So enjoy this week's episode featuring Tradia and Jay bell Her name is Tradia. Hey! Hello, hello, hello. Oh, I like the applause. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> She used to go by Tradia with the T. Yes, girl. All that, and now she's just Tradia. Just Tradia. Just Tradia, exactly. It's been such a journey. Like, radio is such a journey. Like, And you know what? Honestly, before I got into radio, I wish I would have known a lot more. Like, Mm -hmm. I wish I would have known what I know now. And I know a lot of people say that. I know it's really cliche, Mm -hmm. but it's such a statement. I started in college. I went to South Carolina State University. Um, I had a, a degree in broadcast communication. So it was me and two of my friends. Their names are Taylor and Valerie. We all came up with this group that we called We Are Front Row. Um, but it was not a radio group. It was like a, a YouTube type of talk show that we did. Wow. So we did countless, yeah, we did countless numbers of episodes on our campus. Um, had a lot of our students, a lot of the students there come on the show. We talked about a lot of things like Black Lives Matter, which is the crazy thing back in the day, which I've been out of college since 2016, but you know, back then, uh, we, we highlight a lot of things, colorism, so many things um, to where we was actually picked up by the real daytime talk show in Los Angeles to be the guest on their show. Wow. Uh, yeah, so we was able to fly out to Los Angeles and we actually got to be um, on the show, talk about our journey and want to be talk show hosts. So we did that and we tapped into our uh, campus radio station for a little bit, but it didn't really go our way. I don't know. It, it, I, for some reason, it didn't go our way. Like we, we had a lot of pushback, but it was such a great campus radio station that, you know, people started to say, hey, I want to see what's up with this radio station. But with us, we decided like, OK, we can't really put our platform on this radio station. So we're going to take it to YouTube. So that's what we did. Um, but out of the three of us, I think I more so had a, a passion for radio some weird way. Like mm-hmm. I gravitated more to radio. I wanted to learn more about radio. Um, we took a lot of radio classes, but out of the three of us, um, that was something that I was very interested in. And I've always been told that I had a different type of voice or a distinctive type of voice. And you do. You, yeah. And then on top of that, like, you know, a lot of people say like my name, which is my real name is Tradia. So it just 
for some reason, I felt like I've always been creative in a sense because mm-hmm. I'm just, it's like I was born into this. Right. Um, so yeah, so we did the reel and I, you know, I kind of tapped into uh, the radio station at our, at our school for a little while. And then we graduated. So once I graduated, I had a talk with my older sister who was just about to have a baby. So she was, she had her baby, which is my niece. And then she was going back to work. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, Hey, you're graduating. I know you don't have a job right now. Do you mind watching my daughter at the house until you find a job? And I was like, okay, I don't have to go back to Columbia, South Carolina. I can be in Charlotte. That's fine. So I did that um, for about, for about a few months. Um, but while I was sitting there watching my niece at the time, she was like a little baby, like three months. Um, I came across this internship at Streets 1033 in Charlotte, and they posted on their Instagram page, like interns wanted. So I was like, okay, I know the internship process. Cause in college, I didn't really necessarily tap into internships the way I should have. Mm-hmm. I've done a little bit, but not necessarily where I could have had a job after college. So I just DM that Instagram page was like, Hey, uh, I would like to apply to be an intern. And they just said, okay, send in your, your stuff. And that's what I did. I was a little hesitant because, I, again, I was not getting it for a credit. But that's what I loved about streets at the time. And they probably still do this. A lot of students or a lot of people don't even need to have, like, a college credit or mm-hmm. school credit in order to be an internship. And we know with radio stations, that's, like, cru- cru- uh, crucial in order to, like, you know, get in the building. Mm-hmm. But for me... I was just able to like, hey, can I come in? And what really uh, sealed the deal is that me and my friend Valerie, we were still doing things in Charlotte. We would have like a little camera. We would do interviews around Charlotte. Um, one that really led me the internship is when I did Duchess from Black Ink Crew. Me and her, me and her kind of like, I slid in Duchess DMs and asked if we could do an <laughs> interview. Yeah, and that's one thing I would tell people to please slide into the DMs because. <laughs> Don't it slide into Tradia's DMs, but slide into... I will put you in the general section right. or, or the other <laughs> side I'm just playing. So, so with me, we, like I said, the one that really, really landed me the internship was that interview. They, they asked me how I went about the interview, and I told them straight up, like, hey, I hit her up. I slid in her DMs. I told her what we're trying to do. I, and we, we got the equipment. We, I think we paid for the equipment. We didn't have our own stuff, but we paid somebody to use their equipment. Wow. We interviewed them. You put it on YouTube, got like maybe like 3,000 views now. Um, but that really sealed the deal. And so from there, I was able to become an intern at Streets 1033. Um, I did everything from production to um, running the morning show to shoot, just <laughs> being like under the PD, learning from the PD and everything like that. And so it came time to where, you know, those cuts came again and I got to stay because I knew how to do everything. Um, I got my first contract and then I was able to do Saturdays and then I ended up getting a midday slide. Um, I did it with uh, Johnny KD, who was also really big in Charlotte. Um, I did it with him and then, you know, he went on to do his own thing and I was able to stay on the middays for a little while. And then time came where I stayed in that position probably like five months until the other opportunity came about. Um, Tradia took a big role in Richmond uh, her first full-time gig in Richmond with Rainbow. First full-time. I loved it. Can't yeah. lie to you. I still love right. it to this day. <laughs> right. And she, I mean, you were only there for a short amount of time, but you killed it while you were there. You were very involved in the city. Thank you. Thank um, you. And very involved with the company itself. And then all of a sudden it was taken away from you. I'm not going to lie. We're going to speak about it. That was the hardest time of my life. And that's what The I'm hardest. Talking. How did you bounce back? 
from that when it all came down because obviously it wasn't your fault. You had nothing to do with it. It was just a matter of like, COVID. Right. COVID and, and COVID. Right. Um, yes. So it's, I, to be honest with you, I felt it coming. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of um, the radio guys who was on the other station and we had a conversation and I was just like, for out of nowhere, I just said, do you think I'm going to get cut? Out of nowhere. I've never really asked that question to anybody. Mm. And then he was just like, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. You never know. Shoot, I can be cut too. Because, you know, it was just different times. And like, for some reason, that was in the back of my mind. I just felt like God was kind of preparing me for it. Because like taking a job in Richmond was probably the, the happiest time of my life, you know. Um, not only in my career, but in my personal. Like that was my first time moving out on my own. That was my first time paying rent. That was my first time being really independent and being an adult, you know, um, not not knowing anybody. You know, I made friends here. Um, you know, I, I met a lot of dope people. And I really, that, that move to Richmond really put my name out there. And it really showed me what I'm capable of doing. You know, I learned so, I learned so much with the company. I got to do things I never thought I would do, like going to Memphis and St. Jude. All those things were so all those things were so special for me. And I, I appreciate working with a company that, you know, did those things. Um, but that same company did, uh, you know, break my heart. I'm not gonna lie. It really broke my heart, but it was my first heartbreak. And, you know, it, it took me, it took me months to get over it. Like, girl, like I, it's still hard for me to talk about because right. I mean, I, I'm good. I'm good now. I'm, I'm definitely good now. Um, but if I ever had any doubts, if I was depressed, that moment was me getting let go was that moment. Like, oh, Trady, you might be depressed. Like, you really might need to go see somebody. Like, I was sitting here in the dark, no tea, just just sitting. Like, it was like, it was like a, such an outer body experience for me. Mm-hmm. Only because it was nothing I can do about it. Right. It was out of your control. Yeah. And I know, and again, I spent three months in the position just three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I, we had the company in itself and the, the staff, we had, we had big plans, you know, we had really big plans. And I loved every single person that I worked with um, from, from Matt, who took a chance on me, you know what I'm saying? Like Matt really, a girl from, you know, uh, whatever other radio station. And, you know, you took a chance on me, not like I, my skills were there, but you know, it was so much talent out there. And for him to take a chance on me, you know, I, I'm forever grateful for Matt because he really did help me in my career. And, and like I said, you know, I love the company. I love the radio station. I was at, but it definitely took a toll on my whole mental, but it definitely taught me a lot. It taught me like, Hey, if you, if you lost radio today, what else are you interested in? What else would you like to do? What else can you do? You know, I've been chasing this for three years. I haven't had a, a whatever type of job in three, four years. I've been doing radio for so long. Well, for these amount of time. Mm-hmm. So when it was taken away, I, I thought I was gone. Like, I didn't know who Trady was after it was gone. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. who am I? Like, who am I? Like, I, I'm not this girl. Like, and right. to be honest with you, as much as you think like, oh, radio people don't think you're famous or you're not nobody. When it's taken away, it really makes you sit back and think like, oh my gosh, well, who am I? Like, the last time I checked, I was a girl who talked on the radio all day. Like, who am mm-hmm. I after that? And I think that's I think that's something too um, that we don't talk about enough in radio. Right. 
is mm-hmm. that a huge part of our, our identity is being on air and pleasing the listeners, pe- pleasing the, the program de- uh, directors, pleasing right. the salespeople, you know what I'm saying? And so when that all is taken away from you, you kind of just like, you're left with this blank space, this void. I wasn't eating my whole thing. It got to a point my sister hit me up and was like, do you need to see somebody? I think you're depressed. Like, And even, even when I got let go, I stayed in my apartment for an extra two months because I just, I just was hoping like, Things this has to, this has to be a dream. Like, can you guys bring it back? What can we do? Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, and it's crazy because, uh, January, January 6th would have been a whole, if I stayed, it would have been a year since I've been there. And now you're in Fayetteville. Now I'm in Fayetteville. Exactly. And you're killing it still on middays. Oh, I'm number one girl. I'm excited about that. <laughs> and I, and that's another thing. I'm still on middays. I don't think I've ever, I've done other positions, but for me to actually have a job in that mm-hmm. title, I've always done middays. Right. And I think that that's huge on your part because that means you're very entertaining in that spot when um, yeah, people, uh, they take on middays and they think it's just like a, a lazy spot to be in because people are at work. They might get some, some listeners during lunchtime. You got your, right. whatever, whatever. Um, and cause people really are, the business really looks at mornings and afternoons and afternoons, right. Major day parts. Right. If, if you're taking jobs in middays as you continue to move up in your career and you're still mm-hmm. killing it at number one, that says a huge thing to your character, your personality yeah, you. and what you bring to the game. Um, and within this last year is when I really went through the whole process of mm-hmm. of what it's like to actually be at big companies and, and, you know, travel to take a job. And I've done all that in one year, but I stayed at streets for two up until this last year when everything hit the fan. Right, right. So it's been a journey, girl. It's been a journey. Yeah. Because you're also a YouTuber. I am, and I'm shocked that it's growing as much as it's growing. Oh, my gosh. I was looking at your YouTube page last night. I was like, <laughs> 2,000 subscribers. Yeah, I'm trying to get to 2,000. Like, goodness. What, what is the key to putting out all the content? Oh, what's the key to... Yeah, being consistent, yeah. Being consistent. being consistent. And that's one thing I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm slipping on because um, I do need to kick back up my YouTube more. My YouTube was really popping. I was getting hella views with yeah, my videos. Yeah, I was getting hella views. <laughs> and, you know, and I get I get checks from YouTube because of them. So, yeah, there's money. Let's talk about that. You, you, Okay, so how, how long have you had your YouTube page? So when you're not doing radio, you're doing your YouTube, and you're, mm-hmm. you're doing your shine hauls and, you know, fashion and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so as you started growing this, because it obviously is another brand for you. Uh, right. Another stream of revenue. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you before you were able to even start monetizing on your YouTube? Oh, my gosh. It took me, I think I've had my YouTube for maybe three years now. Um, so it took, yeah, I've had my YouTube for three years now because I started my YouTube when I was at Street. So it was about three years ago since I've been an intern since then. Um, yeah, so I had about three years and it probably took me, I will say probably a year to really, yeah, but it, and it also took those viral moments for them to really kick, to pick up my subscribers. Like for one, the one the one interview that really kicked off my YouTube channel is when I did uh, when I interviewed Country Wayne, who's the comedian, and you know we touched on because that was when him and Jess Hilarious were just breaking up, and that was kind of like a hot topic. Right. So yeah. so I got to interview him, and I straight up asked him like, "Are y'all still together?" And he he said his little thing or whatever. Mm. And uh, you know what I did, what what really helped me at the time, and I encourage everybody to do this is always when you have a piece of your interview that you really really like and you know it's going to make a buzz. 
put it on other platforms. So I took that piece of the interview, placed it on my Instagram page and I promoted it with, so I paid like $30 to promote it and to blast it all over Instagram. You know how they do the promotion. Right. And that, and that really kicked up my YouTube uh, subscribers. And from there, people started subscribing to me and I started to put little highlights here and there. And um, that's how I grew my, my content. I really had to uh, be consistent about it. I knew what interviews will, will get the attention of people. Um, I know what topics will get the attention of people. And I, I tuned into that. And that's what really helped to get my subscribers up. It's crazy. I beat myself up all the time because I have all this free time. I'm like, oh, I can do it on YouTube. But it's all a, it's a mental thing, girl. I still got to get myself together here. Right. And it's okay because you. It's, sometimes it's okay to take a break. I think that, you know, we have to remember in this age of social media, which is going to be my next question to you, we have to take a break for our mental. Right. In this age of social media, do you believe it's helped your brand a lot more as a radio personality? Oh, for sure. You know, because that's where people are. We all are on social media, you know. Um, who else is just listening to the radio and don't have an Instagram page or a Facebook page or, you know. So, yeah, social media has definitely helped me. My YouTube has definitely helped me. You know, I think that's where I'm more, I'm the most creative because I, there's no rules on my Instagram. I don't have to check in with nobody on my, what I post on my Instagram, you know, yeah. and I'm able to be very authentic there, more authentic than I can be on the radio station. And, you know, I think that's really helped my brand. I'm able to post whenever I want, talk about whatever I want. And that mm -hmm. has helped me to stay connected to my listeners and my audience. So yeah, social media is the way to go. That's why I'm, I'm literally over here thinking of other ways to, to better my social media and to, um, you know, better my YouTube, because I know that's the future. You're catering to your mm -hmm. audience. So exactly. how are you figuring out what works and what doesn't work when you're posting your content? I know you say you post whatever you want, you know, you kind of just put whatever you, you, you can out there, but obviously mm -hmm. you're still figuring out or you're working through what mm -hmm. works for your followers and your listeners that follow you. So how do you right. figure that part out? Well, I think it's just a, a daily like trial and error. Cause I don't know if I'm ever going to just figure it out, but I'm going with what I think is working. Like for me, like I think the main thing is just being authentic, you know, and that's, what's really been helping. You know, if I'm authentically Tradia and that's just what it is. So television, you did television in, um, in Charlotte, you did WCCB. And yeah. It's so much fun, girl. Yeah. yeah. And, and it all depends on your support system too. If you have yeah. a job that really supports it, like I said, street supported because Hey, it made them look good. Hey, right. my midday girls on TV every right. morning. You know, um, so yeah, you have to have that support system, that company that truly believes in who you are. You know, I'm not stepping on any toes, but at the same time, I know this is like cross promotion. We right. get in television time on, t you know, and, and it makes sense. Like, and I think streets is really good for that. Definitely really good for that. So I was honored to be able to be myself on TV too. I was one of those, I even have highlights where I'm just still that girl on the air as I was on TV. I still was cracking jokes. I still was being my bubbly self and you know and, and it's fun and, and I encourage everybody if that's something that you want to do I encourage people to to reach out to those people and don't be afraid because that's what I did well actually they reach out to me but you know staying in contact with these people mm -hmm. and just don't limit yourself to just radio and, and today on a Sunday I'm, I'm realizing that like you can't just limit yourself to just radio who are some of the radio influences that have really made a mark in your life and why they made a mark in your life even if I have never met them even if you never met them <sighs> for starters I will definitely have to shout out my girl Lil D Lil D has been and it's crazy 
it's crazy because I've met Lil D when I was an intern at Streets and I, I don't know how we connected. Mm-hmm. But I just randomly asked her if she can listen to my air check. Um, and she gave me the real. Because <laughs> that's what she do. That's she exactly gave, right. <laughs> she yeah. gave me the real. Yeah. She gave what I what I really appreciate about her is that not only did she give me the real, but she actually helped me to become better as a better talent. Still to this day, we talk and she helps me on air and, and everything. So mm-hmm. Lil D has definitely been very, very uh influential in my life when it comes to my journey like I said I met her when I was in in an intern and she she helped me to meet other PDs and and things like that so that's one woman to definitely keep in your corner also I was always inspired this might sound so crazy well maybe not I was always inspired by Dominique the Diva I I absolutely love her yeah oh my gosh I absolutely and I've never met her a day in my life but I follow her journey as well and I just love that she's so herself she does not care She's a badass on the radio and she has definitely inspired me to, you know, just be myself on the air. And that's why I think even when people say middays are so laid back, right. middays might be laid back, but me as a person, I'm not laid back at all. Also another um, woman, Autumn Joy. I love Autumn Joy. Um, I love, uh, and it's crazy because <laughs> I tell her all the time, but I used to watch her on Flavor Love. Sorry, girl. <laughs> Oh my God. She talks. She talks about it though. Like my little behind did not need to be watching no flavor of love, but it's all good. <laughs> but she's also one of them as well. And you know the list goes on. And I've I've also been inspired by a lot of a lot of guys in radio too. You know mm-hmm. I've had more men mentors than I've had you know women. Oh, and I would like to shout out my um my friend. Her name is Miss Tanya. She worked on WCCB and uh, TV with me. So she was also one of those um, um, mentors to me as well. So, you know, it's been, a, it's been a few people that I can still call up and, and you know, holler at them. As you mentioned, like a lot of times you have more male or more yeah. male mentors than women. And I think that um, it's, that's a little sad. Whenever you can get a woman mentor and she takes you on under her wing and she really helps you grow and to right. who you're becoming, I think that's something that you have to always treasure because you don't yeah. have too many of them. You don't. Um, what is your biggest fear in continuing your love for radio? Okay, my biggest fear I would I would say is probably allowing radio to take me anywhere just for a job. Meaning I'm not trying to be that radio personality that bounces from city to city, state to state. The whole idea for me, I'm looking for... I love those radio personalities that have longevity, that really connect with their audience and love where they're at, love to touch a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, moving from place to place has taken a toll on my mental, honestly, mm-hmm. my physical, all that stuff. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not as easy as people may think. Right. It's not. And for me, I don't want to be that person that chases radio just because, you know, I, I love radio. Don't get me wrong. I love it to death. But at the same time, I don't know if I can say I love it enough to where I'm just bouncing every month place to place. Just to say I have a radio job. That's one. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. And my other fear, and to be honest with you, I would say, I don't know if I'm even afraid of being let go anymore. Like I'm, I'm kind of great. Not okay. I'm not gonna say I'm grateful that that happened to me, but (laughs) it, it really opened my eyes. Like it has opened my eyes to, too bigger to always put myself first mm-hmm. so god forbid if that was to happen 
I, I know what to do. So I think one of my biggest fears is that like, I'm let, I will let radio really consume me as a person. And, you know, cause I have other aspirations, you know, like, right. you know, I want to, and I mean, you talked about this before, you know, marriage, kids and all that stuff. want to be stable. Mm-hmm. You know, those are, those are real aspirations of mine. Like <laughs> other than being on somebody's radio station or, you know, right. television station. So these are, if I would say my biggest fear would have to be that, um, but other than that, I'm, I'm here for the journey. I'm here for the ride, whatever God has for me. I still love radio, still would love to be in radio. Mm-hmm. Still am in radio and I love it right. to death. I love it, you know, but again, if we're talking about fears, what I've been through in, in one year with three different radio stations, like it's been a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I would love to just make a place my home and grow with that home. And, you know, again, I, and I also can't control my own destiny. If God says I got to move, then I got to move. The biggest lesson that you've learned so far while being in radio, because you were you you were gonna speak on it earlier. For me, I was just so eager because what I see, what it looks so glamorous and looks at this and a third. Um, so for me, again, like like you said, I, I wish I would have researched more about different companies and research, you know, how they do things and what what one company does doesn't necessarily mean the next person does because that's what I took with me. Just because I came from this company and we do it this way, doesn't mean we doing it like this over here. Oh yeah. And that's what I had to learn. So I had to kind of scale back a little bit and like, okay, you're right. I'll let you have it. You know, so again, for me, I just wish that like I had all the tools and knowledge. I know you're not going to get it all because I'm still learning to this day different things. Um, And just, you know, just really authentically being myself no matter what. Mm. Don't let it consume me as much as, as it has. Definitely do your research with everything you do. You have to do your research. Um, You know, learn as much as you can like we talked about when you're in the radio game you want to be in program yes you want to be in programming learn as much as you can from pd from everybody you know learn how to do on-air technique learn how to do production learn how to do uh digital as yourself learn how to do social media which is a big big thing um learn how to production all those things matter and and to honestly for me to say i can do all of those things it's just what I can do <laughs> you know like nobody can ever take that away because I can do these things you know I can bring I don't just bring my on-air skills to the table I can bring almost everything to the table you can go ahead and move into another market and make that right your home you know you never know what's going to happen you like, never know you you watch um people like Keisha Nicole and like oh my gosh I love her right. yes in Houston she really has um cornered the market there Oh, yeah. She made herself marketable. She's really, like you said, you want to be in the community and really share those moments. And re- she's That's important. She's mm-hmm. embedded herself in the community. Um, and now she's, like, heading a morning show. And she's doing midday. She's dope. For so much. Yes. She's done television. I mean, she's moved across country. She's done the same things that you have. She's done the same things, yeah. Exactly. And, and that's so inspiring. So inspiring. I love her to death. And she's also one of those uh, radio personalities that is so, like, the ones that you can touch, you can actually speak to. Right, and the exactly. one that, the one who actually takes the time to get to know who you are. Right. She's not, she's not one of those, uh, you know, big time radio personalities that just doesn't want to talk to nobody. She's definitely for the community and, and she's a black woman who's killing it. Like, that's what I love about her and, and all the rest of them. Like the ones that you can, you, you feel like you're really friends with. You can and that's, them. and that's what I want to, that's what I want my legacy to be, you know, on radio. And you're, he started first, um, started first in Fayetteville, 
you already out there connecting with the community and the and trying, the, trying, exactly. yeah. But COVID, like you said, COVID makes things so hard, mm-hmm. like so hard. Exactly, exactly. So as we get ready to close out, because you shared okay. a wonderful story. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? The next five years, I would love to still be doing radio. Mm-hmm. I would love to be doing it on a bigger scale, meaning, um, or even to have more longevity in radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's like a morning show or, you know, being a co-host of somebody really big, you know, just things like that. Even with that being said, you know, the world, like one thing about COVID, COVID has really made me realize how important family is, how important it is to have loved ones by your side and have a companion and have, you know, you know, for you to say, oh, five years, you know, I want kids and all that. Yeah, like that's one of my goals. I want to want to be married. That's a goal of mine to have like a family and everything like that. And I would like that to be achieved in the next five years. I don't care how young I am, how old I am, you know, like COVID has really helped me to see like people are dropping left or right. And, you know, when radio has gone, family's always going to be here. Exactly. Exactly. So, What are some words of wisdom that you can share with the next generation of radio personalities? Oh, well, I have to quote my girl, Leah, because I always do. I love Aaliyah, you know. And if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. And That's what I've go. been doing. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. I mean, that, that statement right. alone is my whole life with radio. Right. Dust so. yourself off. Try again. Well, they say you've never really been in radio until you've been fired. So I guess I'm in radio. You are in radio. <laughs> you are part of the radio family. Woo, I made it. Yes, yes. I made it. I made it through the struggle. <laughs> but it's, it's exciting. I love it. You know, I encourage everybody, if you want to be in radio, go for it. It's so, it's so fun. Go exactly. for it. Just know that there are going to be struggles, ups and downs, you know, and it's a long haul. You got to be, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's exactly. There you go. Leave that with people. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Exactly. So you have to really be, it's, hard, it's, it's easy for me to say this because I don't have no patience. I'm <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All of have, us. Right. You have to have patience in order to be in this business and a thick skin. And it's something that I'm I'm just now getting, honestly, to be right. honest with you. But it comes with the territory. Exactly. I mean, it, it takes time. Your leadership really determines how you're going to excel in this in this business. And so far, and, some great ones. Oh, I've had, I have amazing ones. Like I've had some good ones. If I, I I tell everybody all the time, if you get a chance to work with Matt Myers, you will be fulfilled in your radio personality mm-hmm. journey because he is one that does not stifle you. He does not make you feel like you're not going to grow. He he listens mm-hmm. to what you want to do. Um, Matt has really taught me so much mm-hmm. <laughs> about myself, especially being an on-air talent. Right. And, and he's one of those ones that like he likes a challenge. He likes to... He likes a challenge. He likes to go after what he needs to go after as far as competition. Mm-hmm. He likes to grow talent. He also believes in, um, you know, if you have an idea, how can we execute it? And that's that's a leader right there. Right, exactly. You always want to find the right ones. We don't always get them, but when you do, you want to hold on to them as tight as Oh, my God. Time. So tight, so tight. So tight, so tight. <laughs> the ones that you can call friends, you know, I'd consider Matt a friend. Right, right. Matt, really, like I said, Matt is really the coolest dude 
ever that you ever want to meet. Uh, so thank you, Tradia, for being yeah. on the show. No, thank you guys for having me. I love the applause. Yes, yes. Give us a and my socials, I am Tradia, T-R-A-D-I-A. Make sure you follow her. She is really growing in this business. Thank you again. Thank you. Trina. This is fun. Yeah, I always <laughs> try to make sure everybody has fun because, you know. <laughs> Till next time, guys. I will see you later. See you later. You're listening to the Radio Fam Podcast. Find the Radio Fam on all the social platforms at the Radio Fam.